are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Now, before I speak today, and by the way, get your Bible and turn, please, to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah 1. I'm delivering a message today on three familiar passages of Scripture, but there is something unique and something powerful to be seen in the passages. They are old-time gospel passages used many times by God's men down through the centuries, but there is something outstanding that I want to point out. Now, in Isaiah 118, we have a message from Almighty God to backslidden Israel, Judah, to his chosen people. Now, there are three passages in the Word of God, centuries apart, but they have the same identical message to the people to whom they are directed. Now, you know, we say many times, we preachers say, I've said it, and I've heard other preachers say it, there's one thing that never changes, and that's God. Well, we know that God never changes. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. But there are other things that do not change. God's Word. And I could go on, but I don't have time. Now, in Isaiah 1 and verse 18, we find these words. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Then the next verse, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall either go to the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now, in that passage of Scripture that I've just read, and I'll have to hurry, I can't say too much about any one of the three. In that passage, we see three things. Number one, God had a great desire to reason with his people. Number two, the people made a great decision. They refused to reason with God. Number three, the decision of the people brought great disaster upon them. Now, let me enlarge just a tiny bit upon what I've said. It was God who said, Come now and let us reason together. The people did not say, God, please come and reason with us. No. God said to the people, You come, I will reason with you. It was God who had the desire. And God desires today to reason with his people. And God desires to reason with you. If you are a sinner, it matters not your spiritual need. God has a great desire to reason with you concerning your need. For instance, if you are a sinner, God wants to save you. If you're a backslider, God wants to reclaim you. If you are a defeated Christian, God wants to give you victory. It matters not your needs spiritually. God desires to reason with you and to grant unto you the need of your individual heart. Now, the people made a great decision. God said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Now, I don't have time to read it today on the radio, but if you read Isaiah 30 and verse 15, Isaiah 30 and verse 15, 16 and following, 
the people said, we will not return. We will not hear God. We will not reason. We don't want to reason with you. They said, we'll flee upon horses. We'll escape our enemies. Well, now you know the story. You know as well as I know that the enemies of God's people put the iron rod of chastisement upon them, and they suffered, and not only, dear friends, did they suffer then, they have suffered down through the centuries since they said, we will not return, we will not reason, we don't want to reason. Read Isaiah 30, verses 15 and following. Read it, you'll find a very interesting very, very interesting passage of Scripture. So, God desired to reason. God desired the people to return. God desired to forgive. But the people decided against God. Now, I warn you. I warn you. It makes no difference to me who you are. If you make up your mind that you're not going to do business with God, God will never knock you in the head, and drag you inside the pearly gates. God will never handcuff you and force salvation upon you. God has a desire to save. It's not God's will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. But if you decide against God, then your decision will bring great disaster. And who on this earth has suffered more than the people Israel and Judah. They've been butchered, robbed, slaughtered, killed, murdered, and, beloved, they are still suffering. Pilate led Jesus out on the platform on that memorial day of his crucifixion, and he said, We have two prisoners, one Jesus, one Barabbas. Whom shall I release? They said, Barabbas. He said, what shall I do with Jesus? They said, crucify him. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Let his blood be upon us, and not only upon us, but upon our children. And beloved, uh, the blood has run ever since that day. You know it. I know it. Everybody else knows it that knows anything at all about the Word of God. It's a fact. All right. So God desired to reason. The people decided not to reason, and disaster from Babylon, Egypt, and down through the ages. Disaster, disaster, heartache, heartbreak, blood, butcher, murder, and you know the rest. God have mercy. Now, God wants to reason with you. But if you decide that you don't want God, then get set. Disaster is just ahead. Now, the next passage that I want us to notice is in Matthew 23 and verse 37. And we find in Matthew 23 and verse 37 that God says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you, uh, thy children together as a hen doth her chickens, but you would not. You would not. You wouldn't come. Now, God sat out, of course, in the, in the body of Jesus. I mean by that. God in flesh, Christ, the very God, sat and looked over Jerusalem, and shed bitter tears, and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered thy children unto myself as a hen doth her chickens, but you would not, you would not. I wanted to, you didn't want to. I was willing, you were not willing. I desired, but you didn't desire. I called, but you didn't answer. 
Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered thy children unto myself as a hen doth her chickens, but you would not. Now listen, God had a great desire. Now this message was delivered by Jesus centuries after Isaiah spoke. Let me say this. In this modern, streamlined, up-to-date, tolerant, coexistent, liberal, religious age, men are toning down the gospel and pruning the gospel and trimming the gospel to fit the times in which we live. But I warn you, I warn you, the Word of God is the same today that it was yesterday and in Isaiah's day. So, in the day of Isaiah, God desired, the people decided, and God sent disaster. In Jesus' day, Jesus desired, the people said no, and disaster followed. Very simple. Three Ds. Desire, decision, disaster. God said, I would gather you. I wanted to gather you. I desired to gather you, but you wouldn't let me. No, sir. What did they say? They said, we know this fellow. Oh, yes, he's an imposter. He's a counterfeit. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. We know his mother. Oh, yes, we know you. You were born of fornication. You come out of Nazareth. We know you. Oh, yes. So, they said, we will not have this man to reign over us. Pilate, give us Barabbas. We want a robber. We want a robber. We want a gangster. Let his blood be upon us. Let his blood be upon our children. They decided that they wanted blood. They decided that they wanted to be robbed. And they've been robbed and butchered and slaughtered ever since. That's right. You can't deny it. History bears out. That fact, it's a fact. All right. So, there is the second message. God's desire, the people's decision, and then the inevitable disaster. Let me say this. Whether it was Adam or Eve in the garden, Cain in the first home, the people of Noah's day, or the people of Sodom, or in the year of our Lord, present tense, right now, sin pays singular wages. Be not deceived, God Almighty is not mocked whatsoever. A man soweth that. Whatsoever that shall he also reap. Israel sowed to the flesh. They reaped corruption. Again, in the days of our Lord, they sowed to the flesh. They reaped corruption. I warn you, if you, my dear friend, are ignoring God and turning down God, spurning God's love and following sin and Satan and the devil, I warn you, my friend, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Corruption is just ahead. I warn you. God help you. Now, God desires to forgive you. Yes, God desires to forgive you. And He will, if you'll decide that you want forgiveness. And say in your own words, Dear God, forgive me for Jesus' sake. But if you decide against God, 
then the inevitable is destruction. He that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy, destruction. The wages of sin is destruction. Now, the third passage that I want you to notice is in Matthew 22. And in Matthew 22, we have the account of the king that made a marriage for his son. Now, I don't have time to read all the scripture. I wish I did. But if you look in your Bible at Matthew chapter 22, you'll find the king made a marriage for his son. And he sent his servants at supper time. And he said, tell them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. Come. And then he goes on down. And he said, my oxen and my fatlings are killed. They're all ready. Now, in Matthew 25 and verse, Matthew 22, rather, and verse 5, the people made a great decision. They made light of it. They went their ways, one to his farm, one to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Now, let me show you. Let me show you now. The king had a great desire, and he invited a great company to the marriage feast of his son. Now, God has invited whosoever will to the marriage of the Lamb in the sky. That's God's desire. God desires your presence. God desires your presence at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You're invited. God wants you. All right. Now, it's up to you to decide whether or not you will attend. So, the king desired a great company to share the marriage feast with his son. The servants went out and invited, or rather they told those who were invited, the fatlings are killed, the oxen are killed, the supper is prepared, everything is ready. Now, come on. And the people who were invited made a decision. They laughed at him. They mocked. They sneered. They jeered. They made fun. They made light. And one went to his farm. And one went to his merchandise. And they went their way. Underline that. Their way. If you go your way, you'll end up in the flames of hell just as sure as you're listening to my voice right now, if you go your way. Now, if you go God's way, you'll enter that celestial city four square. But if you go your way, you'll end up in hell. All right? Now, what happened? Here it is. Simple, plain, understandable. The king said, come. That's the desire. The people decided we'll not come. All right? What did the king do? Watch it. Matthew 22 and verse 7. Matthew 22, 7. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. That doesn't sound like the lovey-dovey grandfather God that we hear the liberals talk about today. You say, preacher, who is a liberal? Any man that denies fundamental Christianity is a liberal. Any man that minimizes the blood and the death of Christ is a liberal. 
and this lovey, 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 that God wouldn't let anybody go to hell. That's not the gospel. God doesn't send people there, and God desires that you stay out. But if you decide to go, if you decide to go, God's done all He can do to keep you out. If you make up your mind that you're going, then my friend, God's hands are tied. He gave the best heaven had. He gave the best to keep you out of hell. And if you decide you're going, then you just have to go, but it's not God's will. Now then, when the king heard that off, he was wroth. He sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. He destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Now, I have given you three passages. Centuries apart, but the same identical message. God doesn't change. The Bible doesn't change. Sin doesn't change. The wages of sin doesn't change. Now watch it. God said to Israel, Come now and let us reason together. Israel said, We will not reason. God said, Then you'll go into the hands of Babylonian captivity. And they did. They suffered. And they're still suffering. Jesus sat and looked over Jerusalem, and he wept, and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, how I'd love to gather your children, but you won't let me. They said, We'll not have this man reign over us. Jesus said, I'd love to gather you unto myself, but they said, No, sir. Therefore, in 70 A.D., 70 A.D., Titus, the Roman, butchered five million, or rather one million. He butchered a million Jews around Jerusalem in 70 A.D. Jesus said, Come unto me! And they said, We'll not do it. No, sir. We'll not have this man to reign over us. Jesus desired. The people decided, and God sent disaster. Last, the king made a marriage, and he desired a great company to share the feast. And he sent his servants, and he said, Tell them it's ready. And they made a decision. They made fun of it. They made light of it, and they went their way. So the king sent disaster. He sent his armies, and his armies butchered those murderers. Now, I want your attention. I want your undivided attention. Listen, God's calling you today through the gospel hour. God is saying to you today through the gospel hour, the wages of sin is death. Now, if you'll decide for Jesus, you'll live. But if you decide against him, you'll die. Oh, you may not die physically today, but you'll die, and you'll die eternally, the unending death of hell, if you reject Jesus. So it's up to you to decide for Christ. He wants you. He wants you. He wants your presence at the marriage supper in the sky. But if you decide against it, then you'll have to spend eternity in hell. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.